Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Sire Spotlight. This is an offshoot podcast uh, where we take the best celebrity interviews from our main pop culture show called Secrets of the Sire, and even some com- completely unreleased interviews uh, from deep within my vault, uh, featuring different musicians and celebrities that just don't quite fit into what uh, we do on our main show. Um, and we present them to you here. So thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. Uh, just a reminder, you can catch Secrets of the Sire. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. Streaming live on talkradio.nyc and, uh, of course, on facebook.com, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Just search Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. We're also on Patreon. Do the same. Uh, If you like what we do, uh, please subscribe to any of our pages, uh, like our pages, um, and if you can, uh, it would really, really help uh, if you even just follow us on Patreon. Just keeps us uh, up to date. All right. Today is a very, very special podcast for me. Um, uh, I had the privilege of interviewing Chris Cornell um, a few months before he passed away. Uh, This was right around the time of his solo release, uh, Higher Truth. Um, It's a tremendously amazing solo record. Uh, Unfortunately, it was his swan song, um, which sucks. Um, He was a tremendous musician. Um, It was a tremendous loss when we lost him. Uh, So I'd like to give... Quickly, a review of his first posthumous album release before we get into this interview, because um, I know you're not really here to hear my take on it, you're rather here to interview, um, but I do know he has this uh, record out, so it's really great to get into it. Um, it features a whole bunch of unreleased and well-known tracks. Uh, it was curated by his wife, Vicky. It's a 64-track uh, song list, uh, which includes songs from Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, and some of his solo stuff as well. Um, the unreleased tracks are mostly just covers. Uh, there is one new song, When Bad Does Good, which features his son on the video, which I thought was a little weird, but here it, you know, whatever. Uh, the record really does give a good retrospective of his career, though obviously some fans are pissed. They always are. Uh, some songs were left out. You know, Where's Zero Chance? That was one of my favorites. Would have loved to have that on there. But um, if you're new to Chris Cornell, it's a great intro to this prolific musician. If you're an older fan, uh, the liner notes were penned by some of Cornell's bandmates, um, including Kim Thiel, Matt Cameron, uh, Tom Morello from Audio Slave, Mike McCready, Brendan O'Brien. So uh, there's a little bit in there for the fan uh, to catch something a little bit new that you might not have known or seen. Um, if you're an Uber fan, you know, all this stuff you pretty much already have. You have the covers, you have the outtakes, you have all this stuff. So uh, it might be worth waiting for the next release, uh, which I'm sure could feature six new Soundgarden songs, um, apparently awaiting finishing touches by the band, uh, according to rumors. So once again, just a great career. Uh, so grateful I got to interview him. So tragic that he passed. Um, you could just hear the passion for songwriting he has uh, in the interview. Um, it's just there. Um, I do apologize for the quality of sound. I was outside uh, Bryant Park in New York City when I recorded it. Uh, the publicist had a specific window I could talk to him, and it just happened to be in a in a poor area. So I do apologize. But without further ado, Chris Cornell. Sit with me for 15 minutes or so. I've been a big fan of you and uh, and your bands for a long time. So it's a real uh, real honor, real treat. Um, so getting right into it, um, when you do a solo album, I think it's safe to say it's going to be unique. It's going to be different um, every time. So I'd love to hear, take me through the inspiration behind your solo records leading up to Higher Truth and kind of how Higher Truth kind of keeps pushing that new boundaries. Well, the initial uh, writing slash recording was just 
song that you're you're like getting really excited to play live um, in the next couple like because I, I know you I think you embark in the next week right so is there any particular song that you know that are 
song called Josephine that I wrote, I started to write when I first met my wife, Vicky. Um, she wasn't my wife yet. She was a girlfriend at the time, and I sang it to her over the phone, and I just kind of typed the chorus part. And I had her name instead of Josephine. And, uh, I, fin I finished writing the song, this was years ago, and I think I recorded a version for Carry On. They had uh, my second solo album, which is from 2006. And it just, I just didn't nail it. Well, I, I didn't reach the heart of it at all. And so I didn't put it on the record. And when I was finishing writing songs for this album, I remembered that song and thought, you know, I really want to, I really want to fix it and put it on the circuit. And instead of going back and listening to what I had, I didn't, I don't remember what all the lyrics were precisely. And I have, I have no memory of what key it was in or what chord changes I did really. And I rewrote it, and it really just kind of came out exactly the way I would always want it. Um, and so I did it in a sound check not long ago, where no one could hear it because I didn't want to play any songs yet. It just felt like, a, just, it felt like it lived in the world of what I do, but was brand new and totally fresh. Um, so I, I'm... I'm very excited to play that song. I like the I like the life that some songs can take because they're all different. And we live in a sort of strange world of manufactured music where, um, you know, people make appointments to go songwrite. <laughs> That's always been a little strange to me. You know? Yeah. I think of it, like, it sort of leaves out now. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but it... it it, it seems to sort of circumvent, circumvent that, that natural uh, inspiration moment. That way you get struck by lightning and, you, and you're in a room and you tell everyone they have to shut up and then you run like a dictaphone or the memo section of your iPhone and you start whistling something into it. To me that's always really exciting and I yeah. love being around musicians that do that. Or even writers. I've, I've sat with Cameron Crowe before where... Uh, We'll be having a conversation and he'll be looking around the room at a restaurant and all of a sudden he'll stop and he'll start writing something down. And I have no idea what he saw, I don't know what he heard, um, but that, that sort of living sort of with one foot all within there. Um, and I, my best, my best writing is kind of like that, you know, I'm driving down the street and all of a sudden, sure. like for example, Black Hole Sun, the whole song just kind of fell out of the sky when I was driving. Washington back to Seattle at 4 o'clock in the morning, the whole arrangement. Wow. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, is there any particular, like, are you, so as opposed to, like, um, Songbook, um, you know, going back when you did that tour, is there any kind of trepidation in the fact that these are all kind of original that people haven't heard yet, or is it, is it excitement, is it, um, you know, what's going through your mind, uh, you know? I, I think that, I think there are some songs that are just going to, off in that context without having anyone heard it. I just know they will. And, and part of that is because I've, done, I've just made up songs on the spot that can do that. Um, and then it, there are songs where I'm not sure. And the, and the reason why I'm not sure is because uh, the big picture is that, that I've been playing songs that people have heard in the context of a band and in the context of them being sort of electric rock songs. And when they're paired down to just a guy and an acoustic guitar singing, there is a certain amount of novelty to that approach. They're, 
It sounds like you have uh, almost uh, a different mind, a mental space when writing the different songs. Because one of my questions was, you know, when you're writing and you're talking about the inspiration moment, you know, that 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 moment on the street, do you immediately peg something as this is a, this is going to be a great Soundgarden song, or oh, I need I need to call up Tom Morello right now, and we need we need to bring Audio Slate back just for this particular song, or or this is this is a singer songwriter, or or is that something you kind of figure out, you know, as you then take it from that moment of inspiration into actually recording. Well, I think it's just a conscious thing that's going on all the time, and, and it, you know, there's like a left brain administrator that does inform the right brain to some degree. Um, in, in terms of here's what's going on in the real world, just so you know, here's the memo. And, I, and that occurred to me because I had written a lot of music since Soundgarden, for example, but I, I was starting to do these acoustic tours. Um, and then Soundgarden reformed and we were talking about doing all kinds of different things but the thing that I was pretty sure we were going to do was make an album and I was 
uh, in a room rehearsing acoustic songs for, for one of the songbook tours. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in, in between songs and I'm getting bored rehearsing. I start playing these riffs on the acoustic guitar. And as they were coming up, I was recording one on my computer real quick. And two or three of them became new sound art songs. And the fact is, I wasn't really doing that before. I knew that that was something that was possibly coming up. All those years, I wasn't sitting around writing songs that could have been sound art songs. It just wasn't coming out. And then all of a sudden, it was coming out simultaneously with the notion that it was possible and it was something I was probably going to do. So that was kind of weird to me. I write specifically for sound art when I'm writing for sound art, and that, that can mean a lot of stuff. If you listen to King Animal or Down on the Upside or Super Unknown, um, even though this is a rock band, uh, we cover a tremendous amount of territory in terms of musical styles and bringing yep. in influences. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, I avoided anything that really fit into that world. Um, purposely from before morning on. So it was almost like the left brain uh, just informing the right brain that, you know, open open this window now because this is coming. And um, and it, it seemed to kind of work without me having to actually do much thought. I didn't have to wake up one morning and set up the guitars differently, differently in the room and then change my thought process to writing sound art songs. It just sort of did its thing by itself. Which I am one of those guys that I, I pretty much try not to um, overanalyze it when things like that are working. I'm not sure that I'm having an understanding of how it works helps it work better, I feel like maybe. As long as it is working, it's better to just kind of let it <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Chris, uh, what was it like stepping into Lane Staley's shoes on Mad Season? And any interest in getting together with those guys to record maybe original material under that under that group name? You know, maybe after Soundgarden or the Acoustic or anything. I'm not going to do anything under that group's name because I think there's an historical significance to it that needs to but I certainly would be amenable to doing something with those three guys, specifically. Barrett um, himself and Mike, and, and the experience of just being on stage with them and playing a few songs uh, was really amazing. And, and I've listened to the recordings, and, and uh, they're, they're just phenomenal musicians. But also, you know, each of them have a very unique personality, and it occurs to me when I'm standing on stage with them that I've never actually Mike has come up a few times on stage uh, at Soundgarden shows, mm -hmm. and then on this, uh, you know, a handful of Temple of the Dog moments I've had um, with him. Never played any music. Uh, I've had jam sessions before with them, but never had them on stage with him, and never played them there before. And the combination of three guys um, was a great dynamic. So, you know, so I was really kind of blown away to be um, having said that, you know, it's not, well, I, I think of it as someday, you know, far, the, far in the future, because at this point, all of us are slammed, busy, doing all of the stuff that we're already doing. Um, 
but someday I would I would love nothing more than to do to, to, to play music with them again. Yeah, I would say you got a lot on your plate coming up, coming up in the next year. But um, hey, Chris, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate this. Uh, like that was uh, my Chris Cornell interview, and uh, again, just tremendous. Uh, really appreciate the time that I got to spend with him. Uh, appreciate. I don't know, just uh, just the entire experience. All right, if you like this kind of stuff, uh, you know, down there somewhere, I'm figuring out left, right. Uh, there's a subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Uh, there's a like button if you're on Facebook. Um, Patreon, follow. Um, Instagram, I'm mdolce64, but that'll change soon. And Twitter, same thing. You can see, you can just search Sire. Um, I'll come up. Uh, the Sire is about a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil. Go to mikebooks.com and check that out. I've also done a whole bunch of other graphic novels, including The Mainstream, which is out right now. All right. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, next week, I am thinking of releasing the Talib Kweli interview. Um, let's see what, see, what, uh, see what strikes me. Every Monday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern is when I am targeting to stream these things live. Um, and if not, you'll get it on the page right immediately after. All right, take care.